0: Hey guys, welcome to TechCast Mississippi. This is Luke Pickard. I'm your host. It's May 8th, 2013. And what I want to do with this podcast is just provide the listeners with the most current and updated news about technology in Mississippi. So, without further ado, let's get started. The first story I want to talk about is AT&T 4G 4G LTE coverage. It's expanding. Uh, those of you who live around Jackson have had it for a while and those of you who lived around Oxford have had it for a while. And the story is talking about how at the end of the month of April, they are expanding to the southern part of Oxford and to the Batesville area and really all along I-55 basically between Memphis and Batesville. Uh, you know, you can look at the AT&T coverage map at wireless.atnt.com slash coverage viewer and see where it's, where it's at right now. Um, and right now it looks like it's just all over the you know the oxford area the batesville area and obviously the jackson area this is obviously all at&t i don't know about other carriers i'm sure they have some some similar you know uh, areas of coverage too uh, or maybe you know getting close Hattiesburg also has a lot of the 4g lte coverage uh, as does the coast so the story just talks about how it's, it's growing and uh, those of you who live in the southern oxford or Batesville area will start seeing more and more of it, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, one thing I, would, I wanted to talk about is really what that means. And you know, some of us, we hear the 3G, the 4G, the 4G LTE, we really don't know what, what it all means. And, and really I wanted to kind of break that down. So the G stands for generation. The very first cell phones that came out, that was first generation. People really didn't call it 1G because there really wasn't anything to compare it to, but it was 1G. Then the second generation of speeds was 2G, of course. Uh, 3G was the one we probably almost started hearing about, and that just, you know, that means that it could be anywhere up to two megabits per second of, of data. Uh, the two and the one were obviously much slower than that. 4G is a little different. 4G really hasn't been well defined. The the uh, speeds in that have been shifted a little bit, and so a lot of you will remember a couple of uh, months back. You had 3G on your AT&T iPhones, I was one of them. And then all of a sudden I started noticing it said 4G. And I was like, hmm, I didn't get a new iPhone, but I got 4G, so that's kinda cool. So I must have a faster phone, faster internet speeds, right? Uh, Not really. So it's because of this restructuring of the definition of how fast 3G and 4G is that AT&T and Apple were allowed to start calling your existing network 4G, not any faster, Just call it 4G. It really just means faster than 3G, and it is. It's faster than the standard of 3G, but it's really not that much faster. Really what you'll notice is 4G LTE being much faster. The LTE stands for long-term evolution. LTE just sounds better, but uh, it's basically uh, anything up to, uh, let's see how fast it says it is here. Uh, it doesn't really give a specific speed. It probably hasn't been defined, but it's it's faster than the the two megabit per second, obviously, that three G had, uh, and it's and it can really get up there if you live in one of those four G LTE areas. And and you might be saying, well, what does this mean for me? You know, great, it's a little bit faster and internet. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it, it really more it's more to it. it. You know, it's also less latency, less waiting on on a page to load. Uh, obviously, you can download pictures faster, and that's great. But the, you know, the pages that they load, uh, you know, that's determined by latency. And, and these higher 4G LTE speeds will, you know, cut that down a little bit so that it, it displays a lot quicker. Uh, and it really allows for more use of, of mobile devices like the iPad and the, and the Android and the Kindle Fire. It really will start downloading movies and streaming and stuff like that much, much faster, uh, which really will, will sort of, you know, be uh, welcomed I'm sure, for those who have been using those devices on the 4G or 3G networks. And so the next story is going to be about casinos and online gambling. Uh, In 2011, the government, Department of Justice actually seized domain names of the largest offshore sites catering to U.S. customers and blacked them out. That was Party Poker, Ultimate Poker. I think Bodog might have been one of them. And since then, people have been sort of left in the dark—no pun intended—in terms of being able to gamble in the United States. And what what's happening is, last month at the uh, Southern Gaming Summit that was held in Mississippi, uh, it was discussed, and it, uh, you know, they're looking—casinos are looking for ways to make up some of the lost revenue uh, where they, you know, that was lost during the recession. People just aren't getting out and going to the casinos like they used to. And so they're trying to make up for that. And how are they going to do it? Well, there's the internet. So the way that the law is is really kind of weird. So my understanding is that it was outlawed, but it was outlawed sort of indirectly. It was outlawed by the government taking control of these these websites and saying, "Okay, it's not in you know, not against the law, but it's not like it's not what's the what's the way that they say it uh it's not lawful, let's put it that way. It's not lawful to gamble if you're in the United States. They don't want any casinos to host websites in the United States. But despite all of that, because the law really hasn't been well defined, the casinos are pushing the envelope. On April 30th, a Las Vegas-based casino uh, launched the first fully legal poker website in the United States. The site's run by, Ultimate Gaming, and it's accepting wagers only from players in Nevada. They get that from your IP address, and they know whether or not you can, uh, you know, gamble or not. And it's it's likely to start branching out if if the government doesn't really crack down on it. And it could be to where you know we just don't go to casinos anymore. We just sit at home, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. I personally do like to gamble every now and then, and I would much rather sit at home and drink my sweet tea and eat my food here than to get out and drive an hour and a half to the casino. So it'd be interesting. I, I think there is something to say for going to a casino. The environment's a little bit different. You know, there, There's going to be people working and, and tips that are generated and all that kind of stuff that the casino is going to lose if you do stay at home and gamble. But I don't think it's for everybody, and, and maybe it won't really be able to be fully tested until 15, 20 years out when everybody who is gambling has been raised on the Internet. So it'd be interesting to see what happens and how the government kind of steps into this. So the last story I want to talk about is about the Mississippi official website. That's Mississippi.gov. Last year it underwent a redesign that was a well-welcomed redesign. Uh, And and traffic has really nearly doubled since last year. Uh, You know, but most of it is based on mobile devices. And so uh, they recently, I think it was May 3rd, uh, posted an article. This is the WJTV website that posted an article about the new redesign and how it was redesigned with specific things in mind with regards to mobile technology. They, they allow for GPS uh, recognition so that they know exactly where you are. If you wanna go on the website and look at, for like things that are going on around you, you can look at the map and it will know where you are, uh, things like that. It, it comes with different resolutions and different screen sizes for, for the iPads and for the Androids and for the iPhones. It really sort of tailors itself and gives you the most screen that you can get uh, from the same website. So the, the the thing that I thought was cool about it is it was valued at more than $384,000, but it didn't cost the taxpayers anything. They use a self-funding model uh, with this government partner uh, Mississippi Interactive to do it all for free. So if you want to check it out, it's www.mississippi.gov. So that's all the stories I have today. Uh, I'll probably do another one of these in a couple of weeks if it, Looks like everybody's listening. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, please feel free to email me. My email is tcm at lucamotion.com. That's tcm at l-u-k-e-a-m-o-t-i-o-n dot com. Yeah, that email's kind of weird, but it's the domain that I own, and I can block the emails at some point if uh, it starts getting out of hand. So anyway, enjoy.